Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. Auburn had two free throws, missed the second one. Exactly. If he hits the second one, no one's talking about then this. It's a, then it's then then and then Kalagai hits all three of his. It's then it's overtime. a tie game and it's going to overtime and who knows what happens. Look, you've been watching the NCAA tournament for as long as I have. There's one skill that you, you need to have in your arsenal if you're going to advance in the NCAA tournament, and that is hit your goddamn free throws. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. I'm Josh in Toronto. And I'm Skip in Montreal. In today's episode, women's hockey. A review of one shining moment. And the sports broadcasting landscape in Canada. But first, some college basketball. Okay, Skip, it's another fine Sunday morning. Actually, uh, it is raining here. It was sunny yesterday, but it is a Sunday morning nonetheless, and there's quite a bit to talk about. Obviously, the uh, NHL playoffs are well underway, but we never really talked about the uh, final game in the NCAA basketball tournament. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you want to start with that, yeah. So I just want to start with that because I like to go in chronological order sometimes. Right, we recorded last Sunday when we knew who was going to be in the championship game, but we didn't know who was going to win. Right. And um, the game itself, lo and behold, yet another game where Virginia is down with like, whatever, 20 seconds or 15 seconds left in the game. Yeah. And they hit a three-pointer to tie it up. Yeah. Um, and they end up winning the game. So really another almost a carbon copy of their last two or three games. I don't know how many times they did it already. Well, it seems like they got lucky so many times. They squeaked by each game by the skin of their teeth by some miracles. I mean, especially like in the Elite Eight. I mean, I don't know how they managed to win that game. And then, I mean, this game was exciting. I mean, I, like Texas Tech's really good. Like, and they make your life difficult when you play against them. They're not easy to play against. I mean, Virginia's not easy to play against either. But Virginia just had more shot makers, right? Yeah. When they needed a big shot, they got their big shot, right? Virginia has two or three guys that are going to be in the NBA. I I don't know if Texas Tech has any guys that are going to be in the NBA or Well, they're one guy, um, Culver, who... I think he will be in the NBA, but he didn't have a particularly good game in the championship. No, he had actually had a really bad weekend overall. So um, I was happy for Virginia. I was happy for their coach. I'm glad they they won. I'm happy that it was an ACC team. And also, I mean, like given what Virginia went through last year, I know it's like it's like a Hollywood story. You know, the only 16, only one seed to lose to a 16. And then it's basically all the same guys. And then they came back and and. And this year won it all. Even you can say they had a lot of luck and they had a lot of miracles, but you know, that's part of the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it exciting. You never know what's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. as you said, you know, free throw shooting is a very important part of the game. Um, What I was surprised about is everyone thought it would be a low scoring game and it wasn't. Um, They, they, they got the over, I mean, they had overtime, right? They did play five extra minutes. Um, yeah, but it's exciting when the final game of the year goes into overtime. You know, it's it's that's what you want, right? It just shows yeah, you no, how absolutely. closely matched these teams are. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think when the tournament started, I mean, most people thought you know there was about 
maybe four or five, six teams that could win it all. Virginia was one of them. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech wasn't really on anyone's radar except for Neil, mm-hmm. our, our our NCAA basketball guest and actually the winner of the bracket challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and you know, no one saw Auburn going to the final four, right? No one really, people, some people were high on Michigan State and they did what they were supposed to do. And it was a great tournament. How did you like uh, the most? Let's get to the most important thing. How did you like One Shining Moment? Well, I'm glad you asked because that was on my list of things to talk about. Yeah. Um, I've only watched it twice. I need to watch it a few more times. Right. Um, but it's interesting. I counted seven or eight Duke highlights in this year's version of One Shining Moment, which is a lot because they didn't really do much in the tournament. There was a bunch of Zions. Like there, they showed him a few times. They did. I mean, he was, he's like, regardless of Virginia winning and Texas Tech and everything, like Zion is the, he's the, the signature player of this season. He's the player that everybody's going to remember, you know, you know, people are going to say, yeah, Virginia won the national championship. Oh oh, yeah. That was Zion Williamson's year. You know, (laughs) he he did win all the uh, postseason awards for player of the year. Yeah, I mean, they give out like five or six different awards. This this yeah. organization and that organization. I don't even know what these organizations are Except for are USA called. Today. I don't know if you saw USA Today gave their player of the year before the NCAA tournament started. Okay. And they gave it to, they gave it to Barrett. Really? <laughs> which, which I don't understand how the player of the year could be the second best player on his own team. The only, so, reason, the only reason I could see why they would do that is because Barrett's the only guy who started every game for Duke this year. He's the only no, player. No, I get that. I get that. But when people are like, oh, Zion was injured. Well, yeah, he missed like, what, seven games? <laughs> you know, it's not like the not, end of the not, world. I think he only missed six, actually. Yeah, well, like, exactly. I mean, he still had a body of work, you know, where you can say he was definitely the best player, you know, so... The other, the other interesting thing, so obviously Zion won all the awards. Um, you're hearing now which players are, are declaring for the draft and which ones yeah. are not. Yeah. Um, so as we alluded to, um, Trey Jones is actually going back to Duke for another year, which is nice. Smart um, move. RJ Barrett has declared for the draft. Zion has not said anything at all, one way or the no. other. And I don't know no. why there's a delay. I mean, like, what's, what's, what's he waiting for? to make his decision or make his announcement maybe he's already decided I, I don't get it me too I was also waiting to hear the official like I'm going in the draft I mean everybody knows but is he waiting to see who's going to win the draft lottery <laughs> ah, I don't think he really cares he's going to be on a lousy team no matter what pretty much but I mean some teams are lousier than others in terms of their management like the Knicks are a hot mess you know yes they are with like literally the worst owner or one of the worst owners in all of sports. So it's like, it's not a great situation to go to there. I will never understand people. They're the worst. <laughs> Although, I mean, this is the way it goes. You, you get picked and, and you go where you, where you're drafted or, or if, or you don't, if you don't want to, you know, if you really don't want to, you, there's things you can do. But You mentioned, you mentioned the Knicks owner. Is it Dolan? Is that his name? Yeah. So I don't know if you saw this. About a month ago, there was a fan at a Knicks game yelling at Dolan, and he wasn't even yelling obscenities. He was just yelling at Dolan, like you know, he sell kicked the him out team. Of, he kicked him out of the arena. Yeah, for saying sell the team. I mean, yeah. I don't even think that's a bad thing to say. Like he didn't swear. He wasn't profane. Yeah. All he said is sell the team, and the owner kicked him out and, and doesn't let him back in ever, which is ridiculous. Like, why are you kicking that guy out? What did he do? 
<laughs> he's just expressing what every other Knicks fan wanted also, which is sell the team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we don't want you, you know? Um, it's funny. It's funny how that works, right? I guess there's a few, there's a few owners in sports. You think that could happen in Ottawa with the senators, Eugene Melnick kicking fans out for For sure. For sure. I I guess the more money you have, the, the more clouded your, your vision of the world is, I guess. By all accounts though, Dolan is a bit of a really strange character. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, So that's NCA. Do you have anything more to say about the college basketball or? No, it was it was a it was a good a season. It was a it was a good final game. There were actually no buzzer beaters in the tournament this year at all. Um, right, like actual. Well, I mean, no, you're right. There wasn't like winning shots for buzzer beaters, but there was like there was there was clutch. It was actually the free throws that were the buzzer beaters. Right, you know, which the fouls isn't as exciting. The whistle. Yeah, which is not as exciting. There yeah. were shots at the last second that didn't go in against Duke, against Virginia, whatever. Yeah, yeah. March Madness Bracket Challenge. All right, so I want to give the final bracket challenge update. I know it hasn't changed. <laughs> how, how could it have changed? <laughs> so Neil's the winner. Neil Schnurback's the winner. And I was in second, which is pretty crazy. It's actually like I really picked well. I'm, I'm actually quite proud of myself. I think you should be proud of yourself. And I think as a, as a compensation, I think you should go get yourself a hot dog at the carry hot dog. Sounds like a good deal. Yeah. I want to highlight a couple of people that didn't win. Why would you do um, such a thing? The only two people who picked Virginia. Okay. Daniel Berg, mm-hmm. last year's champion. Yes. And also someone by the name of Kian Samet, who I believe is one of my daughter's friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So shout out to these guys because... Uh, no one else had Virginia. Remember how many people had them last year and their brackets were busted on day one? Well, I wasn't taking them again after what happened last year. <laughs> no way. And oh and God. it looked like I was smart because in that first game against Gardner-Webb, they were down by, I think, 14 or 15 or 16 at one point. They were, yeah. So I wasn't taking Gardner Virginia Webb. again after that. No, it wasn't. Me neither. But you don't have to take the team that wins it all in order to win this pool. So. No, that's true. All right, so we're going to put away college basketball until next year. Yes, Well, at we least are. until probably to the fall when, you know, season's starting again. I really wish there was another really good Canadian kid that was going to go to Duke so that we could see all the Duke games. Yeah, I know. It's not going to be the same. Although, I mean, when you look at the Canadian television landscape, I don't know, maybe TSN's going to keep showing a lot of games, but they won't be Duke games. Right, I know what you mean. Right. They're yeah. gonna, because TSN really needs stuff to put on the TV right now. <laughs> they do, yeah. If you want to segue into like broadcasting, maybe we could do that. Let's do that. TV? Since um, it's on my list. So it is on your list? Yeah. So you know I've I've subscribed to um, DAZN. Yes, which you were Dazen. railing against about a year ago. Well, because when they launched with the NFL, by all accounts, it was terrible, the quality, and they had so many technical problems. But they're really, I subscribe to them to try it out because I want to watch Champions League, um, which is coming down to the, the nitty gritty right now. And you don't follow it, but you know, they're in the, they're in the, the final eight. Um, and now this, this week they announced, or maybe it was last week, two weeks ago, that in Canada, TSN and Sportsnet had shared the rights for the English Premier League, and they are no longer going to be showing those games 
um, that DAZN completely took over all the all the broadcast rights, which is like a, to me, well, to me, a huge deal. I mean, I I do think a lot of people watch that, you know. So, I mean, good on them, but I mean, it's kind of changing the way changing people's viewing habits. You know, TSN really actually does not own rights to really anything. Well, let's let's stick with the zone for a second. First of all, I recall the first time I told you about this, yeah. you you didn't even know what it was or how to pronounce no. it. I still don't. I still call it Dazen. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden, well, maybe not so all of a sudden, but they've got yeah. the rights to all these different sports properties. Yeah. And um, as you said, if you're a soccer fan, a, a European soccer fan, you, you will have no choice but to sign up if you want to watch those games. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, however, as I mentioned to you in a text message about 10 days ago, you can still get baseball, hockey, football, and basketball on regular television. Yes. Yes. And and to me, those are really the only things that matter. No, no. But like you told me, you're the one that pointed out to me when we first started talking about the zone. I don't think it was on an episode. You mentioned it off air Mm. that their strategy is smart because they, they've gone for niche stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. They know they can't go get the big boys yet. Right. First of all, the broadcast contracts for all the big leagues are not up. Right. So they can't even do anything. And they don't have the billions to, 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 to try to get them anyways. But what they can do is go after some of the niche stuff, you know, like European soccer in the Canadian market. Or what I found very interesting is that um, in the United States, the zone is probably the weakest of all their countries. Like the mm-hmm. zone has a lot of a lot of properties uh broadcast rights in different european countries and in canada but the united states they don't have much and they're going after boxing i don't know if you realize this they're trying to like revive boxing and ufc also right and ufc also yes yeah Yeah, those are two sports that i don't even care about no i don't but like i said like they're niche right so they have they have a smaller group of passionate fans that are going to subscribe right absolutely they will yeah and I told you, so I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast. Well, I do every time, every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and last week he had on John Skipper, former uh, president of ESPN, Simmons' former boss, the guy who I don't want to say fired him, but he did. He didn't. Re- he didn't. He just. He wasn't fired. His contract wasn't renewed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so they made up. <laughs> Skipper and Simmons made up, and it was it was a, an interesting episode. But what well, what I found interesting is that Skipper now works for DAZN, mm-hmm. DAZN USA, and getting a guy like John Skipper to be part of your executive team, you know, if you're the DAZN USA, that's big, right? It gives <laughs> you know? them, it gives them credibility. In it the United gives them States. huge, yeah. It gives them huge credibility, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, where they where they net out because Skipper always made it clear and he made it clear on this on that episode of the Bill Simmons podcast the only thing that a sports network has that's tangible is the broadcast rights of all the things that they're holding of all the sports that they're holding you know ESPN has paid billions to get the broadcast rights for NBA and NFL and and baseball hockey they're not they're not a part of but like they also are huge in the college sports right so espn is behind you know the sec network and the um the acc network that's gonna launch for for basketball and like all kinds of stuff like that so like that's where they're 
hoping that they're going to be able to make all their money, right? With it, which is the live sports, right? So yeah, well, that's the thing because you, if you look at the ratings of of a particular network and you follow it, you know, minute by minute during the day, yeah. when there's a live sporting event on, that's their peak audience. And then as soon as the live sporting event ends and they go to let's say Sports Center or Sportsnet Central, whatever show you want to call it, yeah, the ratings drop, you know, quite a bit. Yeah, because anybody can watch Sports Center. You can watch Sports Center on any different channel. You know, you don't have. I mean, everyone has their favorite, but I mean, you can watch sports highlights on a variety of of channels, even your local news. You know, or your phone but, whenever you want to watch. Yeah, it. You and, don't have to and, watch and it I at know, eleven o'clock on a certain channel. Exactly, and I know you're not big on it. There's an Instagram account that's kind of changed the landscape of sports highlights. For the younger generation who don't even care about watching TV or or cable TV, which is called House of Highlights, and he's got uh, 12 million subscribers, 12.5 million subscribers, and you can get all the highlights. <laughs> they don't show hockey because this guy's not interested in hockey, but NFL and NBA are huge. You can see all the highlights from every game just by going on your Instagram feed and seeing little clips on House of Highlights, and you're going to see everything. I'm surprised that he's allowed to do that because I know some leagues, for example, the NFL has no, strict rules. No, he's licensed now. He's licensed now. He's made deals. He's so big that he's he has agreements with the leagues to be able to use them. Interesting. Because I think the NFL doesn't even allow their own teams to show highlights on their social accounts. That might be true. But I'm pretty sure I remember reading that this guy, his name is Omar. Um, he's gotten so big that... Um, he has some kind of agreements with, I know, with the NBA for sure, and I'm, mm-hmm. I think with the NFL. But they, they show all kinds of stuff. I mean, and he also shows wacky stuff, stuff that people send to him. High school games where kids are dunking or buzzer beaters from high school games or, you know, heartwarming stuff too. Like, you know, typical social media style stuff. But, I mean, you can just go on House of Highlights. Like, I can go in right now and I can see what happened in the NBA last night. I can see the best plays of all the of all the playoff games. The thing that confuses me about the zone is um, they have had NFL rights for a couple of years now. Yeah, in Canada. Yes, but yeah. you can still get NFL games on TSN and yeah. and on their and on TSN's mobile app as well. I think. I think they made a distinction of uh, streaming rights versus um, you know cable TV rights, whereas the Premier League they gave them everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well. I mean, it, it's like we don't all. We, I mean, look, you talk about TV a lot. Mm. I mean, you you are the the one person that I know that knows the most about like the broadcast situation in Canada and what's going on. Um, we don't often talk about it. We we do usually we talk about what's weird quirks of scheduling or or weird stuff that happens on the on the networks. But so there's something else while we're on this subject, and I think we'll segue perfectly into the NHL playoffs after this. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me? I, I heard about it and I didn't fully understand what was going on. So Quebec or who's the owner of Videotron, which is the cable company that I subscribe to here in Quebec, has blocked TVA Sports, which is showing NHL playoff games from any Bell subscribers. Is that correct? Okay, so here's the story. First of all, I mentioned TVA Sports last week on our episode because I was very happy that they were smart enough to adjust their schedule 
and yeah. show the Columbus New York Rangers hockey game on Friday night. Because right. of course that game was important to all Montreal Canadiens fans. Yeah. So I gave them props, shout out to them. But now I need to do the opposite to TVA sports. Um, because I'm a bell subscriber okay. and I actually get all the French sports channels as well. I'm sure not many people outside of Quebec care about the French sports channels, but I do. Right. So I get RDS, RDS2, RDS Info, and TVA Sports. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I hear, I get it, I get an email. I didn't even know this till I got an email from, from Bell telling me that, oh, by the way, you can't watch TVA Sports even if you subscribe to it because um, Quebec Or or Videotron has blocked it from any Bell subscriber in the country. But do you know why he's doing that? And and I say he because the owner of Videotron is like one guy, Pierre Carl Pelado. Um, like I the only thing you... the only reason I can think of why he's doing it is because he wants all Bell subscribers to switch and go to Videotron. That's right. The only but Videotron thing. has no footprint outside of Quebec. Very little. No. Uh, I don't think they have any footprint at all outside of Quebec. I don't think right. you can get Videotron if you're outside right. Quebec. So he's trying to get all the Quebec Bell subscribers to, to drop Bell. Right, but in the process, he's pissing off Bell subscribers all over the country. But again, how many Bell subscribers outside of Quebec care about the French sports channels? I'm probably There's in a, a very small it's, minority. It's a small minority. I mean, there's French-speaking people. We don't want to get into politics, but I mean, there are French-speaking people all across Canada. Um, but you know, we're not talking about big numbers, right? But it doesn't matter. Cause when you're watching sports, half the time, you don't even need to have the audio on. You just want to yeah. watch the game and it doesn't matter what language it's in. Yeah, that's true. So, so anyway, again, I didn't know this till I got an email from bell. And then, you know, the next day I turned on my TV and I went to the TVA channel and sure enough, it's this blue screen, almost like the blue screen of death on your computer. Mm-hmm. And there's a message there, a text written, um, in French saying that you're not able to watch this, but Bell is working very diligently to uh, prevent Videotron from doing this right. because it's illegal. Right. And so we're working on this and, you know, we'll right. have it. It is to- illegal, right? I mean, it, I mean, the only other thing is like he just, that channel shouldn't be available on Bell. Like that's the one thing they could do. But he doesn't want to do that because they get money for having it available on Bell. Right. So anyhow, so, yeah. so there's this message on the screen. And and the message goes on to say that um, if you wanted to watch the game that's on this channel right now, uh, you can go to Sportsnet and watch it because pretty much they do the same thing that Sportsnet does. Right. Um, and what and I heard is that Sportsnet was offering the channel for free. Correct. If you weren't subscribing to make up for the fact that, you know. Correct. Not, so so yeah. Bell did the right thing by by compensating their subscribers so they could still watch the games they wanted to watch. Right. Um, uh, and then sure enough, I think it was just yesterday or Friday where I turned on the TV and I actually happened to be watching Sportsnet because I, I wanted to watch something on Sportsnet. And when I turned on the TV, instantly there's this message on my screen. I could hear the audio of the game that was on, but I couldn't see any of the video because, again, this message was plastered on the screen saying... By the way, uh, Bell has um, resolved the issue, and now if you want to watch TVA Sports, you can now watch TVA Sports. Okay. So now, everything's back to the way it was a week ago. So it was just a little stunt, basically. Well, I mean, I guess they they filed the injunction or whatever it is that they said they were going to do, and they did it, and, and they won. So Videotron can't prevent Bell subscribers from watching their channel. It's crazy. Um. So that's it's, that's that story, but it is it was a, it was very strange. 
yeah, the whole thing is weird. I just don't understand the reasoning behind it. You know, it's not the way to do things. No, but everybody's no. greedy, and every and your answer to every question is money. That's true. Can't can't disagree with that. So, so you want to actually talk about the actual playoffs, the NHL playoffs? <laughs> I do, I do. Before we start with the actual playoffs, I just I was looking at the final standings in the NHL, and yeah, um, it was interesting. We talked about this, I think, a year ago, where you know the teams that make the playoffs tend to be the teams that have scored more goals than they've given up in the regular season, which is logical. Yes. There's one team that actually did score more goals than they gave up all season long, but did not make the playoffs. There's only one yeah. team. It's the Habs. Exactly. Yeah. So that shows you that they're literally a mediocre team, literally a borderline team. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, it's unfortunate because the draft lottery happened this week. And yeah. I think the Canadians are picking 14th or something like that. 15th. They're picking right where they right. finished in the standings. So I don't like this new draft lottery system, and I'll tell you why. A team like the Chicago Blackhawks, who are, they didn't make the playoffs, but they're not a terrible team. They're yeah. going to get a very high pick next year. Yeah. And, and I know why they've switched to this system, because they don't want teams to tank. Um, yeah. I have no issue with teams tanking in any sport, in any league. If you no, want to tank... Do. I don't have an issue with it, and I think that if you're the worst team in the league, you should get the first pick the following season. I, I don't see what's wrong with that, but that's just there's. I, I agree with that, but then what happens when you tank consecutively, year after year after year, and, and like, it hasn't happened in the NHL, and maybe because of the way they have this system, but look at the NBA. I mean, what if you're a fan of, what if you live in New Orleans and you have the New Orleans Pelicans there? Like, they're literally not playing Anthony Davis. They're literally just sitting this guy on the bench so that they can get a lower draft pick, a better draft pick. Mm -hmm. Like, well, they say he's injured, but that's complete garbage. You know, like, they just decided, nah, we're not going to even try to win. How do you, like, how do you have a team where you're not, you're just going through the motions, you know? Well, and I'm not talking about the last week or the last two weeks when you've been eliminated. I'm talking about since for months, right? Like, well, it's, it's, it's just... It worked for the Philadelphia 76ers because they were lousy for years, and now they actually have a decent team. It did, and you need to be able to survive it because I was at a Philadelphia 76ers game this season when they won 12 games, and there's literally no one in the arena. It's completely dead. The franchise is irrelevant, and then they, you know, because Philadelphia has such a rabid fan base, they came back in numbers, but in New Orleans, are they going to, like, stick with their team? Maybe not, like... It's a it's a calculated gamble by the owners. I mean, I guess they're making so much money on the TV broadcast rights that the the actual attendance doesn't even matter. You know, maybe it doesn't even matter to the bottom line. I don't know. You know? It's, it it worked not only for the Sixers. It worked for the Houston Astros. It worked for the Chicago Cubs. Um, I know. Well, so, it worked for the Chicago Cubs. I mean, maybe it did. They won them the World Series, but I mean, they haven't really done much since. No, but right? if you win one championship, then it's worth it. I guess. I just, there's a whole debate going on now. We can talk about it on another episode. Is that you're you're being rewarded. It, it's not like back in the day, you're like, oh, we had a really bad season and now we're going to pick first. Now it's intentional. So you're being rewarded for for being lousy. You well, know, you were always you being suck. rewarded for being lousy. I know, but you, you but but intentionally being lousy. Like it's a strategy, right? Yes, but the 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 other side of that coin is 
while you're tanking, you're mm-hmm. not going to attract fans, as you say. You're not no, going to sell tickets. I, I, I and, get it. And you're going to alienate some fans who may or may not come back. So, yeah. yes, it's a calculated risk. But, but if I were an owner, it's a risk I would take. But it's counter to everything else in society. Like, this sport is in its own little bubble. Any In anything else that you do, you get rewarded for doing something well. Mm-hmm. Right? And here you're being rewarded for doing something bad. Okay, like, for but doing something not well. Even with this new system where you don't know necessarily, you can't guarantee you're going to get the first pick. Yeah. Even with that, teams still tank. So it's not deterring teams from doing it. Yes, you are correct. Hey, look, it's a big, it's a, it's a serious topic, and in, and it's really affecting the NBA. It it hasn't affected the other sports as much. It's really the NBA that's feeling the problem, if you ask me. You know, and it, and it's highlighted by the Anthony Davis business. But I just feel like we just talked about the Knicks. This is the most dysfunctional franchise in forever. An owner who was clueless, mm-hmm. and he's going to be rewarded. They're going to be rewarded by getting the first pick because they they literally don't know what they're doing. <laughs> And they're like, okay, you guys don't know what you're doing, so we'll give you the first pick. <laughs> no, like the National Basketball Association. You, I think we had a ban on NBA talk on this show, but since yeah. you brought it up, there's another team in the NBA that's rivaling the Knicks for dysfunction, and that's the Lakers now. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this, but it's really bad. I it mean, wasn't it's... on my list of things to talk about, but the president no. just quits without telling his boss. Like, what is that? Did you watch the Magic Johnson interview there where he quit? I didn't see it live. I just saw some clips of yeah, it. Like I his... didn't see it live, no, but I saw the clips of it. It's like, <clears throat> they're asking him, does Jeannie Buss know? And he's like, no, she's finding out now. I, I, I couldn't tell her. Look, if I'm Magic he clearly doesn't want to do the job. He just didn't like the job. No, because right? it's actually work. Yeah, it's actually work. Magic just wants to be Magic. He wants to travel around and go to different games and sit on the sidelines and be on TV and and like just do what he wants to do. And now he's like he's he's got to like try to build a team, you know. So and he did a lousy know. job, and he was part of the reason that the Lakers and the Pelicans are now both yeah. toast. Yeah, yeah. Along with the, LeBron's agent, the whole Laker Anthony Davis stuff was the debacle that screwed both teams. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you think LeBron James could be uh, <laughs> the first uh, the first ever player GM? Well, he kind of is already. No, I know he is. He is the de facto, but like, <laughs> I mean, but it's like, it's just weird. Like, look, you know, I hate the Lakers. Like, I'm not a Lakers guy. I can't stand them. And I'm happy to see trouble in Lakerland. But like, the thing is, they, they, if, if, they suck. No, they suck. But you would think that. I mean, I'm trying to put myself into LeBron's head he, last yeah. year where he's deciding yeah. what team to go play on because he could just pick and choose whatever team he wants to play on. Yeah. And I didn't understand it at the time why he would pick the Lakers. I still don't understand it. But it's not a basketball reason. I think it was all personal. That's fine. You know, but he you, lives in L.A. He wants to be in L.A. That's I mean, where he wants to play. You the know? thing is, so you could play in one city and live in another city. Uh, how many players do that? It's not that big a deal. There are, there are planes. Especially yes. when you're a guy like LeBron, you could have your own plane and fly whenever you want to. But that's yeah. a whole other story. So yeah. after he finally decided and announced that he's going to go play for the Lakers, you would think that he would say, you know, okay, I want to acquire this guy and this guy and this guy because I know what types of players I need to play with in order to succeed. And yeah. the guys that we have right now are not the right guys. And the guys that they acquired the week after, the weeks after they signed LeBron, 
they were head scratchers and everyone's like, oh, they want to get veterans. You know, they signed Rajon Rondo and they signed Lance Stevenson. Like these guys, like I, no one understood it at the time. And people always just said, well, they must be a method to the madness. And the method was madness. It was stupid, you know? So we've talked a lot about the NBA right now. Yeah, too much, too much. But, but since we started, we should just finish. Okay. Because the playoffs started yesterday. Oh my God, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. This is amazing. Well, there's just one thing I have to talk about because it's very the funny. Are, the, the Raptors are just doing what the Raptors do. Yeah, it's very funny in this city because there have never been as high expectations for the Raptors as there are this year. I mean, they got rid of their coach. And they and acquired... that's saying something, though, because the Raptors have had great seasons the last five years. There have been high expectations, but now they're even higher. They're even right? higher because they have Kawhi Leonard, who, who yeah. you know, he's a candidate for the MVP. Yeah, they got um, Marc Gasol, and, big trade acquisition, mm, right? And now they don't have to worry about facing LeBron, who's uh, who's eliminated them the last three years. And right. so everyone's waiting to see the the Raptors uh, Bucks yeah. uh, conference final. Well, or yeah, okay. But th- but yeah. then here they go out yesterday, and they're playing Orlando. Who okay, fine, they may be hot at the end of the year, but no team should lose to Orlando in a seven game series. No. I mean, unless no playoff team should lose to Orlando no. in a seven-game series. And, of course, Toronto goes out and loses game one, which, by the way, their all-time record in game one is 2-14. and 14. It's crazy, it, right? It, it boggles the mind. And Kyle Lowry, I mean, I don't like to point fingers. I like Kyle Lowry. I think he's a good player. But, like, at a certain point, there's there's... It's, it, there's an encyclopedia of horrible playoff games of Kyle Lowry, right? And then, like, they just added yesterday's game. Like, he didn't have any baskets, right? I'm pretty sure he had zero points yesterday. And and you say you like Kyle Lowry. I can't stand Kyle Lowry because he might be a good player, but he's not a good playoff player, number one. And number two, he's one of the biggest whiners and complainers in the league. Oh, there's law. Every team has whiners and complainers. The reason why I say I like him is because I think he's a good story, you know? You're going to think I'm crazy. You know, he's a Philadelphia kid. He went to Villanova and he bounced around the league. He didn't think he would have a career. And then when he came to the Raptors, he just kind of like all of a sudden he became like a bit of a star. Right. And, you know, I, I just find that like the hard work that he's put in to get where he is in his career is admirable, you know. But yeah, but the playoff, the playoff failures is is the list is the list is big. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, listen, it might be just a case of the Raptors can't win game one and now their their playoffs start for real in game two and they might turn yeah. things around and they, yeah. they could still win this series. But I happened to be at a bar last night where the game was on and everyone was watching and I didn't care. I was probably the only person in there that didn't care. Yeah. Um, and I could see the looks on people's faces at the last in the last minute of the game where it was back and forth and you didn't know who was going to win. And yeah. disappointment on everyone's face was like, you know, oh, here we go again. And I was talking to... It's almost like it's expected, right? Yes. I was talking to a friend of mine. This is a few days ago before the playoffs started. He's actually a, a basketball fan. He's actually a Raptors fan. And, you know, he was saying that this year is different because even in past years when they did win series, you know, they they whoever the teams that they beat in the first and second round... He's like, it was never easy. It was always a struggle to win those first couple of rounds, even though the Raptors were heavily favored. But this year's yeah. different because of Kawhi Leonard. And then, sure enough, it doesn't look like it's different at all. No, it's the same same story. 
different. <laughs> you know, I like, uh, yeah, same story. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna try to give you a little clever quote, but I won't. Um, it's just until they actually do something in the playoffs, the fan base is always just gonna be waiting for them to fail. Yeah, right. So it's just like they, like everyone had such high hopes yesterday, and as soon as they lost, I guarantee you the consensus is like. You know, same old Raptors. Same, you know, we've seen this story before, which is too bad. And, you know, maybe they'll turn it around and maybe they'll maybe they'll win the series in five. You know, who knows? Look, so, the Sixers lost yesterday to Brooklyn. They're in the same situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're in the same situation and just it, it, but differently in that the fan base doesn't have this sky is falling, like fear that the sky is about to fall mentality with the Sixers. You know, the. With the Raptors, everybody's waiting like for the other shoe to drop. You know. That's, well, again, that's the Raptors the also have higher expectations than the Sixers. I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Sixers were number three in the conference. They 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 think Sixers fans think that they have just as much chance to win to to make it to the finals as Rapt as the Raptors. Okay, but I think the Raptors have the second best record in the league in the entire league. No, I I, I know. So I, I'm fine. Yeah, they do. But I mean, you know, I think the Sixers like their team, and they think they can. They think that that with if they're healthy, they could beat anybody. I I don't think so, but yeah. So anyway, too much basketball talk. We need to go to hockey. Let's do it. The National Hockey League. How do you like the NHL playoffs? If we're we're talking about upsets in the NBA playoffs, look at what's going on in the NHL playoffs. Right. Holy so, smokes! You would think that I'm old enough to know by now that there's no yeah. such thing as a guarantee. Of and, course, it's and, ridiculous. I mean, Crazy stuff. We talked last week about crazy stuff happening in college basketball. Yeah. Um, and now crazy stuff is happening in the NHL. I mean, you have you have this Tampa team that broke records during the regular season for most points and most wins and all kinds of stuff. And they're playing Columbus, who I need to remind you, I don't need to remind you, has never won a playoff round in their lives. Yeah, and and it's not like Columbus came into the playoffs and are like, oh, they're on a hot streak. Like we're about to talk about the St. Louis Blues, or we'll talk about them in a second. You know, mm -hmm. like they they tore through the last two months of the season. The St. Louis Blues, they're the one of the better teams in the league, right? And Columbus is like they won some games. They they didn't they did just enough to make it into the playoffs. They they lost just as many important games as they won important games down the stretch, right? They they did what they needed to do to get to that eighth spot, you know. And now they they're just they're making Tampa look look like 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 they're in their back pocket. It's like they're beating them no no problem. The interesting thing was in game one, Tampa had a three nothing lead, and. Friend of the show, Sean Button. I don't know yeah. if, if you've heard this from him before, but I've heard it many times. Yeah. The worst lead in hockey is 3 nothing, and That's nonsense. That's a Sean thing to say. It is a Sean thing to say. But ever since he told me this a few years ago, I've paid attention. And yeah. it's remarkable how many times a team has a three-goal lead. And if the team that's behind scores just one goal... Before, the momentum changes. Before, before yeah. the 10-minute mark of the second period, yeah. that team wins quite often. Wow. It's not just like happens occasionally. That team wins quite often. And sure enough, Tampa, um, Columbus scored at around the 10-minute mark of the second period, their first goal, mm -hmm. and they ended up winning the game. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's crazy how that happens. Now, the yeah. next day, the next game two, Columbus got out to a 3-0 lead. But Tampa couldn't score their first goal, I think it was in the third period when they finally scored. So, And I don't know, have you heard anything about Kucherov? Is he getting suspended? Oh yeah, he's suspended for the next game. He is suspended for the next game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew they had a hearing. They had a telephone hearing. 
he lost his mind the guy like i don't understand okay like, so hold on a second because i've seen the replay and yeah okay wasn't wasn't a clean play but it wasn't actually compared to other things i've seen where i've seen plays where worse than that where no one has gotten suspended i agree and I mean, the guy that he hit, yes, he hit him in the head. But that's because the guy was practically on his knees. So yeah. if you're going in and the guy that you're hitting is on his knees, well, obviously you're going to hit his head. I'm not mm -hmm. suggesting that you should hit someone in the head. And sure, he probably could have held up and stopped himself from hitting him. Yeah. But like a suspension for that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm in the minority here, but I don't think that deserved a suspension. What Do you, do you think Tampa can come back in this series? I don't think they can. I think it's too late. Uh, at 100% they can come back in this series. First of all, if they were playing a good team, maybe not. But Columbus yeah. is not a good team. No, but what you know what Columbus has? They have a good goalie. Bobrovsky! Fine, but you recall last year that I think Washington was down 0-2 yeah. to Columbus. They and were. Washington ended up winning the Stanley Cup. Look, game three tonight is, is, this is it. You know, they always say, like, it's cliche, right? But like... The next game is always the most important game, and game three always is usually the most important game of the series. You either go up three nothing or or it's two to one, and you're back in it, right? So, it's a must win for Tampa tonight. There's no question. They lose this game, yeah. it's over. But they win this game, they could totally win the series. Yeah, it's it just it it'll, shock it'll just it would shock. But isn't it, it would not shock, shock the hockey world if Tampa goes out in the first round? Like, my God, the thing is, you've seen one seeds lose to eight seeds a hundred times. Yeah, maybe in the not NBA, times, this, in the it. NBA, this doesn't happen. But in the NHL, it happens upsets, almost every year. A goalie gets hot, all of a sudden, and you know, I've been talking about this since the first time we ever did a podcast, since episodes day one. The officiating is not the same in the playoffs. <laughs> Everything is get let's gets let is you know they don't call anything. I mean, we're gonna talk about that in a second in the Boston Toronto series. And and the play is different. Everything is tighter. Scoring goals is much more difficult. A team like Tampa, who had a, a lethal power play, I mean, I think it was one of the historically one of the greatest power plays in history this season. You don't get the same amount of power play chances that you had, right? So there, the ergo, your goal scoring's down, and then it's harder to score five on five. You know, it's just I don't know. I I, I I'm I'm. Really scared. I mean, obviously, if you're a Lightning fan, you are nervous. You are you are really nervous. You know. Yeah. Listen, it's uh, it's going to be an uphill battle. Of course, they can't. They don't have Kucherov. To, you know, in the lineup, so that's a huge blow to yeah. them. Yeah. But uh, as I said, it's it's only game three, and if if Tampa wins tonight, yeah, then no, it's it's a completely different ball game. So what's going on in your city, Toronto, with the Leafs? Like, how are people feeling? Um, everyone was ecstatic after game one. Yeah, of course. Because you know what? I, I really felt like things changed over the course of the season. You know, when the season started, expectations for Toronto, the Leafs were sky high, right? Mm -hmm. But as the season progressed and everybody knew, ex everybody's known for two months that they're playing Boston in the first round. This is mm -hmm. not a secret, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, 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 there was hardly any way that it could have changed. And... I don't think most Leaf fans realistically, realistically fans probably were like, we probably can't beat Boston, right? Most of the Leaf fans I know thought that Toronto was going to lose to Boston before yeah. the series started. So after game one, you're like, oh, wow, this is a whole different story, right? Yeah, everyone thought it was a completely different story because they actually won game one and they won it relatively easily, actually. 
I know, um, but I I put this on Twitter. I think it was more a case of Boston playing poorly than Toronto playing well. Because when you saw the goals that they scored, like breakaways, like just just guys breaking in alone, like that shouldn't happen, you know? No, it shouldn't. Um, but it is only game one, and yeah. a lot of things can change. And sure enough, yes. Boston came out and won game two. So now it's now it's a best of five. Everybody complained about the refs yesterday. Did they? I I, I didn't even know that. Well, DeBrusque put a hit on Kadri, knee to knee, and. Kadri, by the way, is going to get suspended. He might not play another game in this entire playoffs. Yeah, I know. Well, he because he was pissed about the way... I mean, it just built up. I think the Leafs bench, and I didn't hear Babcock's comments after, but they just felt that the refs didn't call anything, and Boston was allowed to just do whatever they want. I mean, that's the playoffs. Yeah, it is unfortunate that the playoffs are a different game than the regular season, because I like to see skill. I like to see a lot of goals. I don't like to see any dirty play whatsoever. So I kind of like the regular season. Um, The best hockey that we've seen in our lives, Josh, is best on best. It's it's the Canada Cup. It's the Olympics, right? That's the best hockey we've seen. Where there's zero tolerance for, for goons. No, but also there are no goons, right? right? It's all, it's all. I mean, even your fourth line are skill guys, exactly. right? So there is, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of hitting. It's plenty physical. You know, anytime Canada played US, it's plenty physical. But, you know, like it's the skill is highlighted and that's not what happens in the NHL playoffs. The skill is not highlighted. The skill's there, but the NHL playoffs become like, uh, I'm going to use Pierre Maguire's lingo. Uh, reluctantly it's like a war of attrition it's like you're beating each other up and then whoever's healthy at the end wins you know it is a shame that they put away their whistles and you know i mean i'm yeah. not the director of officiating i don't know if anything can be done about it because it seems to happen every year in the playoffs yeah um, but i would like to see a team like calgary go far in the playoffs or a yeah. team like tampa go far in the playoffs you know to see yeah. a calgary tampa stanley cup final would be actually interesting yeah yeah so let's go to some of the other series. I don't know if you have more to say about the Leafs, but I mean, the Capitals are kind of doing what everybody expected against Carolina. Mm-hmm. And the Islanders are up to nothing against the Penguins. And although a casual followers of the the league are like, oh my God, Pittsburgh's going to lose. But like I, the Islanders were the higher seed. Pittsburgh has been one of the most inconsistent teams in the whole season, up and down and winning and lose, like never, never kind of riding the ship at all. So it, it's not a surprise to me. It's not a surprise about the Islanders. Up until a month or two ago, the Islanders actually were first in their division and yeah. the Penguins were in jeopardy of not making the playoffs. The Penguins were in jeopardy of not making the playoffs in with two weeks to go in the season. Right. So a lot of things changed. Obviously the Capitals got hot. They passed the Islanders and the Penguins got hot and they, you know, made the playoffs. Yeah. Um, But as you say, the Islanders did have, um, you know, they were the higher, they are the higher seed in this, in this, in this series. Yeah. Uh, That being said, I still think Pittsburgh can come back. Last game went to overtime and just like, just like the Columbus series, obviously game three is do or die for Pittsburgh, you know, so. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this is not March Madness. It's not a one game and you're done. Yeah. This is this yeah. is a best of seven. And yeah. so a lot of things can happen in a best of seven. You've seen it happen. You can lose the first two games and still win the series. In fact, you can yeah. lose the first three games and still win the series. It's rare, mm, that, but it has rare, happened. But Very rare, but yeah. So, so I'm, then, not, I'm not you, counting anybody out. Um, have but you seen a lot of the West? I know the games are late, but. I haven't stayed up, to be honest. I'll stay up no. to maybe watch the first period. I can't stay up that late. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Nashville's Dallas, I'm sure it's going seven. I mean, I'm just sure it is. 
I don't think Nashville's that good. And I think Dallas came in the the stronger team and, and they're going to push both. It's going to go seven. And I mean, the, the, the series that's getting a lot of coverage here in Canada is the Jets because, you know, they had such a strong playoff last year and a lot of people felt that they could contend for the cup. But the Blues are maybe the stronger team, you know? I'll answer your first question first about Nashville. So I think Nashville is actually a better team than Dallas. But in order for Nashville to win, they have to pretty much play perfect because they don't have actually an abundance of offense like Tampa does. They're not going to win games. They're not going to win games. Their offense comes from their defensemen. Right. So, So they do have a good team and they do have good players and they can go all the way to the Stanley Cup final. But yeah. they're not going to win game 6-5. They have to They have to play a, almost a perfect game to win. And I mean, I think that series is tied 1-1 if I'm not mistaken, right? It is, yeah. So that's 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 a, that's pretty much a toss-up. And the the Boston-Toronto series, before it started, I thought that game, that series was going to go 7 anyway. So at least really six. the fact that it's tied at 1 is, is really it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise, yeah. Now, getting and to then, Winnipeg... Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people thought, actually, a lot of people picked the Blues to win the series because the Blues were hot going in and the yeah. Jets were cold going in. But yeah. I've said to you, you know, it doesn't matter if you're hot or cold no. going in because as no. soon as game one of the playoffs starts, everything yeah. that happened before is out the window. But what's concerning if you're a Blues, uh, I'm sorry, what's concerning if you're a Jets fan, I mean, obviously being down to nothing is a concern. Hellebuck let in a couple of really lousy goals. He absolutely did. I saw some of the goals he gave up, I mean, the, and and he has not been like Connor Hellebuck of last year. There's no question. Yeah. Like that winning goal that Ryan O'Reilly scored, that that, that can't go in under any circumstances. I'm sorry. And and the flip can't. side of that is the Blues goaltender. I think Jordan Binnington. He's yeah. actually playing great. He made some crazy saves. I mean, he made a save off of Shifley in Game One with like 10 seconds left. That was like that that kept the that stopped it from going to overtime. I don't know if you saw that save, but it was remarkable. I didn't see that particular save, but so you have one goalie who's playing below his level and yeah. another one who's playing above his level, and yeah. that's a recipe for the Blues to win. This is the series where the Blues are going to win. I don't see Winnipeg coming back. They're just not playing. They just haven't played well enough down the stretch to to lead me to believe that like they can actually come back. It's just not I realistic. mean, again, it all comes down to Game 3. If the Jets win Game 3, then it's a toss-up yeah. again. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously Game 3 is the most important. The same thing in the Flames-Avalanche series. Game 3 is going to be important because the series is tied. And the Vegas Knights and the Sharks Game 3 is like... Uh, all these series could go 7, you know? All the those, truth is, you know, Vegas-San Jose, I thought was going 7 anyway, so... So that doesn't yeah. really surprise me. I am a little surprised that Calgary and, and Colorado are tied at one. I thought Calgary would win that series relatively easy, like in five games is what I thought. And they could still win it in five. Yeah. Um, Colorado's a better team than people think. You know, I think they're like, and like you said, Calgary's goaltending is a little bit inconsistent and a lot inconsistent. They, don't, they don't just don't know who to use, <laughs> you know, like, no, but they so, went with Mike Smith and I think they're they going to stick with Mike Smith. I mean, I don't think the reason they lost yesterday was because of Mike Smith. No, Calgary just couldn't overtime. score. It's overtime. Well, it was both goalies played really well yesterday. I don't know if you. I watched all the highlights this morning. There was mm. remarkable saves on both sides. You know, so. and and really one of the reasons Calgary lost yesterday was I think it was that first goal that Colorado scored when it was zero zero at the time. Calgary was on the power play and they gave up a shorthanded goal because. I think it was Brody who couldn't keep the puck in at the blue line. Yeah. And as soon as that Colorado player, Nieto, got past him, he wasn't going to catch him. Especially, he lost his stick. So even if you want to trip him... What are you going to do? You couldn't even do that. 
Yeah. So that's, you know, that was a key. That was the key play of the game. Mm-hmm. NHL playoffs are great. <laughs> Honestly, they're well, great. The, the first round is great because you got like four games every night. Yeah. Um, there's always hockey to watch. It's great. It is. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this next kind of month because like with the NBA playoffs and the and the NHL playoffs at the same time, there's always something on. You know, it's really it's really interesting. And the NBA playoffs, I think the first rounds are stinkers, but like once the the second round and you get like the more powerful teams facing off against each other, it's the opposite of the NHL. The NHL the first round is great. The NBA gets better as it goes, you know? Mm. Yeah, I have to tell you, I'm not gonna watch much NBA. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> I know you're not. But I do have another hockey note. Yeah. This is something we've never talked about on this show, but we should. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna talk about it in We Leave You with List, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I how know do you exactly know, what you're how do you know when we uh, say? Because I know. How do you know? That's because this is why we have a podcast. We're so in sync. We know exactly what each other are thinking. Okay. You're gonna well, talk about the women's world hockey championships. I'm I'm stunned that Team Canada lost <laughs> in the semis yesterday to Finland because Yeah. I was going to say it's unheard of, but the reason yeah. it's unheard of is because it's actually never happened that Team Canada has not made it to the finals. It's never no. happened. It and was going to eventually happen one day. Don't you think? It it's, can't go on forever. Well, I guess if a 16 seed can beat a one in college basketball, then anything can happen. Obviously, in Canada, you know, we want our teams to win. <laughs> and we expect the women to always be in the final game against the United States because that's the way it's always been. Mm -hmm. But, like... You know, I don't know how to say this, but like for the good of the women's, uh, for the good of the sport, you know, this is good for the sport. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's good for the sport because you don't want there to only be two good teams. You want other countries to have a chance. So I get it. Yeah. But I don't want it to come at the expense of my country. No, of course not. Then the, we're probably going to have a parliamentary commission, you know, convened about the state of women's hockey in Canada and what we can do to like promote the to 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 support the women's game. Who knows? I mean, this is coming off the heels of the Canadian Women's Hockey League folding, also, which we never talked about. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, it sucks. It sucks, but I mean, it it's good for the game because when you only have two teams that that could win, there, what's the point of having the Olympics or having these World Championships? You know. Right, right. I, I get what you're saying. But, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know if there's, like, a huge problem with Team Canada. and, and they, no. they Well, need I mean, their best player is injured, and she's the best player of in the course. world. Of course. Well, yeah, that, that, but, when your yeah. best player is out, any team that loses their best player is going to have a hard time winning yeah. in, in any league, in any sport. So, yeah. um, like, do, does the team need a, a major overhaul? I don't know. Does the oh. team need a new coach? I don't know. The, I don't know the answers to these questions. It's yeah. possible. I think the coach has been the coach for many years. It's possible that they need a new voice in the locker room. That it might be. That might be the case. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. So just it was surprising to see yeah. um, because people were already penciling in Canada versus USA in the final. Not only that, the TSN with the broadcast rights. Yeah, I mean, yeah, less the, people. They're watch. they're counting on a huge rating, and they have big advertising on that. Canada US final game and now no really look no one's going to watch. Actually, what time is the game today? I forgot. I couldn't even tell you, but like no one in this country is going to watch that game. Probably not. I mean, unless, you know, you're a huge fan of the women's game, which I'm sure there are some hardcore fans, mm -hmm. but all the casual fans that just want to go and watch Canada US that don't even know any of the players, it's like they're going to watch the Masters. I will not watch the Masters. <laughs>
Recommendations. I sent you a link the other day. Yeah. And you didn't even comment on it one way or the other, good or bad. What was it? I was very surprised that I didn't get a comment one way or the other. I don't remember what it was. Well, there's a new podcast that started a couple weeks ago by Michael Lewis, who is the author of uh, The Blind Side and also also Moneyball. I listened to the first ep- I listened to the first episode. Uh, I uh, Anyway, it sounds like I you're didn't not like a fan. It. I didn't like it. Okay. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I think it's very good. I listened to the second episode as well. The second episode yeah. actually might have even been better than the mm-hmm. first episode. Um, it's now, this podcast is now in my regular rotation of podcasts that I listen to. Okay, good. Which is good and bad because I have so many to listen to that I'm behind schedule. Yeah. But, but it's good to have something to listen to. What was the second episode about? It's about, um, in the United States and I think in Canada also, but definitely in the United States, if you need a loan, whether it's a student loan or whatever kind of loan, there is really no agency to protect the person who's taking out the loan. And, okay. and the, the banks or whoever gives you the loan has all the leverage. Right, um, okay. And they can make your life and do make your life miserable. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'll give it a second chance. Because I, I like the idea that it wasn't only going to be about sports, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not all about sports. And then the first one was, so I was like, oh, I've kind of heard all this stuff before. You know, it wasn't, didn't thrill me. Although I do love him as an author and Moneyball is one of the greatest books ever. So before we sign off, remember you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of the Skip and Josh podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and of course, Spotify. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you via email, skipandjoshshow at gmail.com, via Twitter at skipandjosh, or by liking and following our Facebook page. As always, you can get all the links to everything I just talked about on our website, skipandjosh.com. We leave you with this. So you have anything that you want to leave the listeners with before we, uh, before we get on our, our Sunday afternoon plans? The only thing I'll leave the listeners with is that uh, you probably didn't realize this because you're in Montreal, but yesterday in Toronto, there were five Toronto sports teams in action. The Leafs, the Raptors, the Marlies, TFC, the Jays. Um, wow. were all, all were playing yesterday. And if you include Friday night, uh, the Toronto Rock lacrosse played a game as well. So That still quite, exists? Quite, yes, quite a weekend for, uh, for Toronto sports teams. Wow, that's great. And so, I mean, it's going to be pretty interesting in Toronto with, like, Maple Leaf Square and then, you know, converting itself to Jurassic Park, you know, that area where all the fans converge. Right. It's like being in downtown Toronto is going to be chaos, no? Yes. Well, yesterday yesterday was packed there, of course. Yeah. Um, and it was also a nice day yesterday. Today, yeah. it's raining. Mm. So, and I don't think either of the Raptors or the Leafs are playing today, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah, I just love seeing all those fans out there. And, and actually, I've been to that spot, you know? Like, so I, I, I know the lay of the land. And it's like, it just, it's it's pretty, it's a pretty cool little spot they have there, I have to admit. But you know, every every team does this. Like, they do it in Winnipeg. They do it in oh, Calgary. No, I know. Like, yeah. the, the Capitals, Washington fans did it in Washington for Capitals games. Yeah. Um, so it happens everywhere now. No, but I just like the fact that it's like a, the multi-purpose fan zone. It's the Leafs and the Raptors. Yes, it know? is. It is. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't have much to leave the show with other than, like, the Masters is on today, and I know you're not going to watch. 
<laughs> you know, this was going to be the what bugs me, but I didn't talk about it because what bugs me is how much publicity and how much people talk about this event. And so if yeah. I talked about it, all I'm doing is perpetuating that. Okay, so we so won't I wasn't going to talk about it. And like, it's just a golf tournament. I get that it's the most important golf tournament of the year, but it's golf. I don't care about golf. It's <laughs> a lot so of people annoying do, to me. A lot of people do, and now that Tiger is going to be in like, in the the he's going to be in it down to the wire, and probably in the last foursome today because he's 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 in contention. Um, the rating today is going to be huge. Uh, just just sticking in the theme of broadcasting that we we've done, the rating today is going to be huge because a lot of people are going to watch the Masters. And talking about big ratings, where are you watching Game of Thrones tonight? Okay, so that's another thing that bugs me. <laughs> so hold on, let me first address your I Masters comment. I did it on purpose. I, did, I said that on purpose because I know you're not watching. Let, let me just address your Masters comment. You know, I, it, what bugs me, not only that how much talk about the Masters there has been in the last, you know, couple of yeah. weeks even, because yeah. leading up to it, and, and, and part of the problem is I watch March Madness and there's commercials for the Masters every single minute. Um, the other thing that bugs me is Tiger Woods is an amazing golfer, but no, he is. He, he was. Okay. He is also a jerk. And yeah. it, it bothers me that people actually like him and people actually want him to win. He it is just a, goes to he, he is a jerk. He, he might be the best golfer of all time, but he is a jerk. And every single person out there should want him to lose. And I, I, I want him to lose. I want. I watched this week just because I want him to lose also. And I don't get it. There's like this idea that like, oh, the comeback. And, and people want to see a comeback. A comeback from what? A comeback from cheating on your wife 50 times? Come on. You know, like, it, it, he, he's not a redemption story. It's not a, a, a fuzzy, lovable, get behind him story. The guy said, and I want to see him lose also. And by the way... You know, I've never encountered him in person. I don't think you have either. And most of the people listening to this show have not either. But if you did encounter him, the way he treats people is terrible. I know, because I've listened to many interviews, the same ones that you have, people that work on the Golf Channel, people that cover golf, reporters, and they, the consensus is Tiger's a jerk. So I don't know like, why people He's not want nice to, to anybody. Yeah. So that's, and so that's Game my of Thrones? Comment. That's my comment on that. Game of Thrones... Okay, so working in an office sucks, but working in an office where people talk about Game of Thrones sucks even more. <laughs> so so people were talking about it, and I think there's even yeah. like these, these Game of Thrones pools that you can enter. There is, because it's coming to the last season, and people are now doing these pools of like, who's going to die first? Who's mm -hmm. going to, like, who's going to last? Because this show is famous for just killing people, char main characters. And also, like, who's going to be the winner? Because the premise of Game of Thrones is, like, who's going to be the king or queen? You know, who's going to be the ruler? So, like, literally, who's going to win the Game of Thrones? You know, like, who's going to be sitting on the throne at the end? Well, this is a show that I have no interest in. I, I don't care about at all. I will not watch one minute of it. Right. If, if you and your friends and, and my coworkers want to be in a pool, by all means, enjoy yourself. Knock yourselves mm -hmm. out. I don't care about it. Right, I got gotcha. you. I know you don't. So just to let you know, I am watching this at a... We are watching this at someone's house, a kind of little party. Oh, yay. <laughs> Not a party, like, with lots of people, just, like, the four of us, the right. two couples, you know? Right, right. But it's, it is, like, a, a specific Game of Thrones get-together. You know, so. Okay. All right, that's it. Big episode, a lot of topics. Yes, and so uh, we'll talk next week again. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm sure the next few episodes are just going to be NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, right? Right. And, we didn't um, even talk about baseball. Congratulations to Chris, Chris Davis. Finally got a couple. Yes, congratulations to him. And congratulations to you because tomorrow's your birthday. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much. All right. I'll see you next time. Yeah. Have a good week.